goodness gracious alive. Where else would you rather be than in Mequod, Wisconsin tonight? Wow. Where else would you rather be than at Winterfield tonight? No, no, playoffs. Where else would you rather be, Mr. Simo? Come on, young man. Milk Jug Magic. That's it. Where else would you rather be? Wow. Wow. Mother the 10th inning. Where else would you rather be? Goodness gracious alive. Welcome to the Where Else Would You Rather Be podcast. Hosted by Connor Jelly and Brett Loftus. Welcome back to episode, what is this, number 13 of the Where Else Would You Rather Be podcast? Joe, we've had quite a few of these, um, quite a few of these podcasts now. We just, we didn't record yesterday, unfortunately, or unfortunately, fortunately, maybe if you don't like podcasts, but recording today. And actually, for those who are listening back to this on uh, um, Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you're listening to it, or Apple Podcasts, I should say, whatever you listen to it on. We're also recording this live um, and recording it uh, actually live on Instagram. So uh, to all of our viewers that come in on Instagram, we thank you guys for joining us through throughout the podcast. Um, Jail's got his hands a bit full tonight because he is also watching the Colts. Um, but, you know, episode 13, we're going to be talking a, a lot about um, the Major League Baseball season that is now the regular season that is wrapped up. And, Jill, we're going to be talking about a little, little postseason baseball as well. You're also going to have your Colts tonight. So this is going to be a fun one here, again, on Instagram Live. So if you guys have any questions you want to pose, we're not going to be posting the podcast um, on our Instagram feed as we will have it live or we'll have it posted on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But, Jail, how are we doing tonight? Uh, this is an exciting night. Exciting night, prime time, Thursday night football. Colts are going to make a statement today. Matty Ice is going for a big game. We don't have JT. We don't have JT, sadly. Um, but, no, man, Alec Pierce, Michael Pitty, big game, dynamic duo, going to show out. Um, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling absolutely amazing. How are you feeling? You know, I just want to ask, you know, to the people listening to this, that maybe we'll be listening to this in the morning when the Colts have either won or lost. What are your statements going to be? Statements. Meaning what? Exactly. Uh, if you guys have lost, how, what, are, what are we feeling in the morning? I still think we should fire Frank Reich. All right. Um, that's about it. That's all I got. I, I think we should still fire Frank Reich. Okay. And, and, and if you guys win? I still think we should fire Frank. All right. That's what we like to hear. All right. And now we're going to move on to our goodness gracious alive story of the show. So we haven't got to speak to you on Instagram watching us or on our podcast. If you're listening to us, we haven't got to speak to you guys since Aaron Judge had a 60 second homer the other day. So I don't know if you saw the guy that caught it, Jill. Caught it with a glove. Nice catch out in the left field uh, grandstands in Arlington. And he, he caught it. And caught it. He has been offered two million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Are How are we feeling about that? I think that's awesome, man. I would take that. I would take that. I think anybody would take two million dollars for baseball. Obviously, Judge hitting hitting sixty two, hitting a sixty second homer. What do you think is going to be more important when you look back at this season? The end of the season for the Yankees or Judge a sixty second homer? Do you think the Yankees will be able to make a real playoff push? I, th- I think it's the uh, I think they have a legit shot at making a really good playoff run. I really do. Um, this team hot, 
Aaron Judge is rolling. You know, like I said before, if Aaron Judge is rolling, the Yankees will roll. Um, I think I think at this point, Aaron Judge and the Yankees will go as far as Aaron Judge takes them. I truly do. Yeah, I mean, he's really been the guy, you know, and he struggled back in September and or early September when he struggled in August. The team struggled as well. So I think he is going to be very dependent on their postseason run. I think you're very, very spot on with that. Um, hasn't been hitting particularly well over the past week, only 167 average over the past seven games, and, and it only hit one homer, but it was the record-breaking homer, um, as many of you saw. And, again, some incredible calls, by the way. John Sterling on the radio and Michael Kay on, on television on the Yes Network. It was some incredible calls on that homer as well. All right, the Braves and the Mets finished tied atop the NL East. GL, no game 163 this year. Like it, love it, hate it. I mean – as a, uh, as a competitive guy myself, I kind of hate it. I kind of hate it. I feel like, I feel like both teams really want to, to just be able to um, claim that they are number one rather than sharing the first uh, place spot. Cause I mean, because I mean, technically the Braves won a division because they won yeah. the tiebreaker. They were obviously they went ten and nine against the Mets this year, as the Mets obviously went nine and ten. The Braves won one more game in the series, so they won the tiebreaker. Both teams won one hundred one games. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on the way you look at it, Mets playing in a wild card though. Yep, that. I mean, as a as a uh, newborn Braves fan myself, I think that is tremendous. I think it's awesome because um, they can be out of the playoffs in the first round anyways. Um, no, I, th- I still think that, you know, there should be a 163, man. I, th- I think, you know, outside of the tiebreakers, I think both teams just want to be able to say um, whether they truly were second place. And for most of us, we know the Mets were second place or if they were first place, such as the Braves should be. But, you know. Yeah, I think it was a, I, I think it's a weird year, but I, I like the tiebreaker myself. And I'm not just saying that because the Braves got it. I think that um, obviously the Braves kind of decided the tiebreaker when they swept the Mets the last series of the season and kind of decided that. So uh, I think it was a distinct circumstance in doing that. Uh, but I definitely I, – I, I, I always disliked the game 163 anyway, so I'm glad that they did away with it. All right, moving elsewhere – Speaking of that Mets series and speaking of the Mets, we're going to go and talk about that first-round series against the Padres. Now, we know Connor Jelly and those who are watching us on Instagram Live or those who are listening, you all know that Connor Jelly is a huge Juan Soto fan. In fact, he said he would pick Juan Soto. He would pick Juan Soto over Shelly Otani to start a team. That's correct. That's, That's correct. preposterous. I do. Well, want to he's going to show you why in the playoffs. I do want to give you. I do want to. I do want to give you a fun fact. See if you can guess it right quick before we talk about this Dodgers or this Mets, Padres series. There's only two guys in Major League Baseball this year among your qualifiers who walked more than they struck out. Can you give me those two players? Um, one in the American be, League, one in the National League. I believe it'd be Aaron Judge. No. No, okay. I can't. Soto and Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman and Juan Soto, the two players that walked more than they struck out. Obviously, only hitting 240 isn't going to help you, but he did have over 400 on base percentage for Soto, so still a good year all in all. So I asked you the question of, I don't know if you saw today, DeGrom's not going to throw in game one for the Mets. DeGrom is going to throw if the Mets lose game one or if they split the first two games, he's going to throw in that game three of that Padres series. 
Do you think that'll give the Padres an edge? And do you think, regardless if Degrom has to throw or not, do the Padres have a chance to win? Uh, I think I think the Padres always have a chance to win. Um, yes, most of their players are having a down year. That's for sure. Um, the trade deadline has not worked out in the Padres' favors the way uh, they had hoped it would. Okay, um, sorry. <clears throat> screen pass Matty ice off to the left <clears throat> anyways so um but no I think they have a legit shot especially with the ground not starting um you know that just gives uh that team honestly if it were me it makes it kind of seem like the Mets don't respect them in a way to throw their number one guy out of the gate to make sure that you know they get a lead so you know, you might see a, a disrespected Padres team show up for game one. Yeah, and, and, you know, the reason that they said that they were doing that is so that they would have DeGrom for games one and games five of the NLDS. But the big thing there is is that you're looking ahead to the NLDS. You haven't even played a single game in your wildcard series. The NLDS is irrelevant unless you get to the, or the wild, or get through the wildcard series. So I, I, uh, I don't necessarily agree with that move myself, and I think that kind of does give the Padres an, an edge. Obviously, um, to put it lightly there, Joe. All right, moving on. Um, I know you're a big Cardinals fan uh, here in the playoffs this year. Obviously, you want Albert and see Yadier Molina maybe go out on top. I think you're sticking with your, your Padres as well, kind of big on the Padres. So, when looking at some of these first-round matchups, the Cardinals will be playing host to the Philadelphia Phillies, a Phillies team that really has been subpar most of the year. Are we seeing an upset here for the Phillies, or are you still riding St. Louis all the way? St. Louis is just a much better all-around baseball team, man. I mean, up and down the lineup and in the pitching staff, it's it's hard to say that the Phillies could pull off an upset. Um, but, you know, you never know. With the game of baseball, there is a shot. I mean, there's always a shot. They always a, a guy, shot. They always do have a, a guy shot, named Bryce Harper over there. They got, so, a nice, they got a guy named Bryson Stott, too. Former Wisconsin <laughs> Stott. Rafter. Let's go, young man. All right. But, yeah, I, I don't see an upset happening in that series as well. Uh, postseason awards, Jill, we'll get those from you right quick. I, I think we all know AL MVP has got to be Aaron Judge. Um, you break a record, you win MVP. Uh, NL MVP, I'm going Paul Goldschmidt. Would you agree with that as well? Yeah, I think that's pretty safe um, to say. Cy Young Award winners, National League, I, I think we'll both go Sandy Alcantara because we've talked about this, obviously. Um, American League, kind of torn. I guess I'll go Ver Verlander. You also go Verlander? Mm hmm Dodgers are NL or AL, yeah, correct? Yeah, they're in the National League. National League. Hmm. Either Arias has made a pretty good push for a Cy Young candidacy. Yeah, but, I mean, he's he's not going to beat out Sandy Alcantara, I don't think. Definitely be a tough one. I mean, he finished the regular season with a two one six ERA. Yeah, but Sandy had, what, six complete games this year? That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, remember, to both. yes to yeah, both. Yeah, Um, And then rookie of the year, I think got to go Michael Harrison, Julio Rodriguez. Yep. Um, American League and National League. I'm glad we agree on that. All right, looking at our NFL slate this week, <laughs> we, we obviously made some picks. We both had the Colts tonight. We're yep. going to go talk a little Colts football action. I'm excited, man. Matty Ice, is this the Big make game. or break week? Make or break week for Matty Ice? Yeah, well, not make or break. I mean, you traded for the guy, you paid him. You got to stick with him. He's he's a legend in the sport, you know. You know, it just comes down to the fact that, you know, the Colts have had six QBs in six years. That's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of different knowledge coming in and out. And that's, that's hard to adjust as a receiver. 
you know, going to a different QB every year. It's hard to get a rhythm with that one guy. Um, you know, obviously without JT tonight, we're, uh, we're relying on Naheem Hines and Philip Lindsay, but let's not forget Philip Lindsay, underrated dog, underrated dog in the NFL. Dog. Um, obviously out uh, without Darius again, concussion this time. Um, just hoping he gets healthy, comes back. Um, but no, I don't think, I don't think it's make or break, man. I think, you know, you got to trust in the process. You got to allow these guys to get more connected on the field. Um, you know, I, I think, honestly, we have a really good game tonight. I mean, Colts are statistically since 2000, Colts have the most primetime wins on the road, or I think it's just primetime wins altogether at 32. Cowboys are second at that with 31. And uh, Colts on Thursday night, primetime games are 10 and three, which is the best in the NFL in that span. All so. right, Joe, I got, I got, I got to get story time for you. And then we're going to get out of here. And we're going to watch some Thursday night football. All right. Story time Talk to me. Talk from to the Connor Joe man. What I want to know is, okay, here's, here's what I got to know. Here's what I got to know. Okay. We've told a lot of stories on here. There's yeah. one that, that I haven't heard from you and it's not a particular story that I don't know yet, but we're going to find out in a few minutes. Right. I want to know who is the most famous athlete, and he doesn't have to be famous in other people's eyes, but only in your eyes. Who's the most famous athlete you've ever met and why? And then who is the athlete or celebrity that you've met that's been the most down-to-earth and most humble? And this, so, could, this could be the same, same story, but, but, but I, you know, I just want to know. Okay, so we'll start with uh, the most famous person I've ever met in my life. Um, I was about 10, 11, um, went to this, uh, I was just getting a travel ball, um, played for the Irish back then, um, went to a, a camp, right, down in, uh, one of the, down in Myrtle Beach at the uh, Ripken facility. Okay, I think right. I know where we're and, going uh, with this. And Cal Ripken Jr. himself was there to help. So, you know, I basically got a hitting lesson from Cal Ripken Jr. Talked to him afterwards. My dad had him sign a few things. I had him sign a few things, you know. Nice guy. Oh, incredibly nice dude. Absolutely down to earth. I mean, but, you know, I don't know. I'll tell you what. One of the most down to earth people I've met that's uh, famous is uh, Tory Hunter. Tory really? Hunter. You got to yeah. meet Tory Hunter? Yeah, so we went to my family and I went to took a family vacation to Florida, and uh, you know it was right by where the twins do their uh, their spring training games. Right. So my dad and I we decided to go to one, uh, just kind of like a spur of the moment type thing, and uh, we both decided, hey, let's just go early. Let's watch some batting practice, and you know we're walking around the stadium, this whole complex. I mean, like, and it, you wouldn't believe it, dude. I mean, it's it's just one large complex where the twins go to their spring training and they've got like 20 different fields located all throughout this place um but underneath the bleachers they they don't have anything to block off the batting cages under the stands so fans can just walk up and watch the guys take batting practice well my dad and i walk up because we, we keep hearing this like a crack of the bat like whack, whack. i'm like hey who is this we walk over it's tory hunter tory hunter and that uh, guy so we watched him hit for like the longest time um watched him go through his t-work his uh his front toss got into some uh some uh hack work man 
And then afterwards, he came over and was chatting with people, and my dad and I sat there talking to him for like 20 minutes before the game. And like he knew you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad went, was asking him questions, you know, to help him with coaching. Tori answered those. I had him for, you know, just relatively baseball questions as a right. young athlete, and he answered those. And, I mean, afterwards, you know, I got a picture, lost a picture, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, it even got to meet Kurt Suzuki in the process. It just retired to you, or just yeah. played his final game the other day, yeah. yeah. It was unreal. What an experience. What an All experience. right. I think my most famous moment was actually captured on camera when I got to speak with Bob Costas on the phone. Obviously the most famous person I've ever met. Um, I don't think I have to talk about that too much. And I didn't actually get to meet Bob. Just had a conversation with him on the phone. Still text with Bob. Very nice guy. Extremely nice guy. The two most humble athletes that I have ever met are as follows. So... Everybody will know the one that I'll say at the end, but I got a quick story for those. We might have some old school fans listening and watching us on Instagram Live. Eugene Robinson. I don't know if you've ever heard of Eugene Robinson, Connor. He played cornerback for the for the Seahawks, for the Packers. He was on the Packers championship team when they beat the Patriots in 1996, the 96 season. He also played with the Falcons. He also played with the Panthers. So as a Panthers color commentator, on their radio network for quite some time. Um, I think he did it for like 17, 18 years. He and I, I can't think of the other gentleman's name. It was Mix, Mick Mixon is who it was. It was he and Mick Mixon. And so anyway, me and my dad, you know, we go to every Panthers-Falcon game in Charlotte. We've been doing this since I was three years old. So we're walking, and we end up uh, – we, we're walking, going up to the gate, and Eugene Robinson's standing right there. He stood there and talked to me and my dad for 15 minutes, dude. Like like he'd been knowing us for years. I'm talking about a guy who has 40-plus career interceptions. We're talking about a guy that, I mean, won Super Bowls, like just the nicest guy ever. Um, I got a lot of stories about that with Panther players getting out of Ubers and taxi cabs, and I'll be standing there at, like, the Porter Johns, and Brandon LaFell, I don't even remember Brandon LaFell or not. He played with the Patriots, played with the Bengals, but he got drafted by the Panthers. I met him one time. Mike Adams, I know you know Mike Adams. Yeah, I know Mike Adams. Colt. Yeah. Mike gets out of an Uber one time, and he pulls up to the stadium, and I go, Mike, can I get a selfie? He goes, yeah, man. And I take a selfie <laughs> with him. Dude, nicest guy ever, right? But the best stories – or my main man, Steve Smith Sr. Everybody's about to realize why I'm a Steve Smith Sr. fan. Steve Smith, I got two stories for you, and then we'll get out of here. So Steve Actually, Smith, dude, I, I, once you finish this story, I have a have another one that I completely spaced that I think you'd love. Who is it, real quickly? Uh, it's about the time I went to the Manning Passing Academy. You know, you could have threw that one in there. Yeah. Um, we're going to save that story for another time, though. All right, then. You All can't right. just trump. You can't just trump my stories. I'm sorry. I completely forgot about it, dude. You know what? That's going to be our goodness gracious live story. We're going to do, we're going to do another just football only show. And then you're going to have to, we're going to have to have that story there. I'm just telling you. All right. All right. So my favorite two Steve Smith stories, I was at training camp. I was 13 years old and he was signing in like the hundred degree heat. They tried to peel this man off the fence. He signed every single autograph, took every single picture, and they physically had to remove him and put him on a golf <laughs> cart and take him inside. My next favorite Steve Smith Sr. story. So it's about November, and Steve had this website, and I had ordered a hat off of it in, like, July. So my mom emails the company. And it's like, hey, we hadn't got the hat. You know, just just we'll take your money back. Um, 
you know, not really sure what happened. Steve individually emails us and goes, listen, guys, I'm sorry. This is our fault. The company website website shut down. I'm actually launching a new website. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you the hat. I'm also going to ship out a care package worth $100 worth of stuff. That's awesome. What well, came in the tell. care package? No, let me tell it came you. came in the care package? It was worth a lot more than $100. Okay, still got all this stuff. I got a Steve Smith Sr. t-shirt. says 89 across the front of it. I That's got it. the hat, right? I got a water bottle. I got something else. But the coolest thing he sent, Jill, it's, it's certified everything. I got it sitting up in my room. In fact, I'll take a picture of it. I'll put it on our social media. Yes, please. It's a, a picture of him. I think it was like the third most receptions and like the fifth most receiving yards in a playoff game. It was Steve Smith in the 2005 divisional round against the Chicago Bears. He had like 13 receptions for like 237 yards and three touchdowns in this game. And there's one highlight. He catches it down the sideline, and he like he he um he has a hes- hesitation, and he makes the guy slide and go by him. And he runs in the end zone. You've probably seen that play. I have. Yes. Another play where he catches it near the sideline, hesitation, and then dives for the for the uh, pylon. So it's him diving for the pylon, like one arm out, like this. And he has that. He sent it to me signed, and it's like laminated in like this thick plastic. It's got. I had. I got like all the certification papers with it. And so anyway, here's here's the kicker of the story, though, Joe. The next day. The next day, we're going to the Fa- Falcons-Panthers game. I get the package on a Saturday. The next day, we're going to see the Falcons and Panthers play. So these tickets we get, like, are really good seats. Like, 14 rows up, right behind the opposing team bench, so behind the Falcons bench, at about the 45-yard line. I mean, incredible seats. So obviously, you get there really early. And I'm with one of my friends. And the way these tickets are, like, my mom and dad will sit in a section over, and then we'll be in a section closer to the 50. So nobody's hardly in the stands. The Panthers are warming up. And I kid you not, I swear to you, right hand on the Bible, everything. I have on my big 89 Steve Smith jersey that he didn't send. I, I, I purchased that. Or my mom and dad. <laughs> I actually purchased that. And then I have on the hat. It says 89 across the front of it. Kid you not. Steve Smith warming up. This is when still at Mecca America Stadium. They still had the, uh, the NFL emblem painted on the field. Steve Smith warming up points at me in the stands. And I pointed at him right back. Dude, coolest moment of my life. Coolest wow. moment of my life. So that, that 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 had to be it. Um dude, you man, got me intrigued on this Manning story though. I don't I, I don't want to tell it real quick. I don't want to overload the people with the stories, but I, I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it. All right. All right. So this is heading into my I want to say this is heading into my sophomore year of high school. You know, I I was going to try to be like the best quarterback I could be. So I was like, you know what? Mom, Dad, can we try to get me to the Manning Passing Academy down in New Orleans? You know they, you know what they said they said, let's do it, let's do All it. Right. We made a whole family trip out of it. We went down a few days early to explore uh, New Orleans a little bit, explore the city. Um, then Pretty went over, to, yeah, it's an unreal city. Um, then went over to uh, forget what we were at a uh, we were at a college. They had us all up in dorms, whatnot. Uh, no. No, it wasn't too late. Was it might've, Dillard? Might have. Mm. Oh, anyway, 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 you guys are you guys are at a count. So, so they put us up in dorms. I mean, there's like thousands of kids there, man, thousands. Um, so they put us up in dorms, and QBs would have their own individual work. 
every day um, than receivers, obviously. Um, and they had all these dudes around helping us. And I mean, college guys. And let me tell you, the college guys that were there, none other than Mississippi State legend, Dak Prescott, Oregon dream guy, Marcus, Marcus Mariota, dog, Cooper Manning was walking around. He was doing a whole video. We, they made a movie out of the camp. So we have a camp narrated by Cooper Manning. Peyton and Eli show up for a couple of days. Arch Manning was there. Then they had uh, Arch or Archie? Arch. Like big Arch. Arch like Archie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the head guy. The head guy. The one that sprouted the incredible family tree that right, is the man. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. So there, there are just all these great freaking dudes there. I got a picture with Marcus Mariota. Um, that also got lost because uh, my dad didn't back that up. Don't know why. Shout out, Scott. Shout out my dad, Scott Jelly. What a guy. What a guy. Uh, got a uh, got a picture with uh, Cooper Manning. Right. Peyton. Those are all gone. Those are all gone. I would be very upset at that. It is very upset. I tried to look for him like two years ago. Never found him. I went. So who is the who is who is the guy that you you met there that was the nicest? Oh, dude, Marcus is unbelievably. I'm saying the nicest guy in the world. I'm saying. Listen, I'm not even. People lying. are sleeping. I said Marcus Mariota is going to lead the Falcons to win over the Bucks this weekend. That's all I'm saying. Connor Jelly, he met him. He knows. Solid oh, yeah. individual. Who's a dog? That's Solid. why. I, that's why I love Marcus, man. You know. Listen, listen. Here's the dealio. Here is the dealio. Tomorrow. Got to be recording again. We usually don't do this. It's okay with Connor. Got to be recording Friday night this week. No high school football for me this week. It's going to be a, a very rare bye week in high school football. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna be recording on Friday night. Um, yeah, very excited about what this weekend holds and get to been doing some soccer, man. You know what? Soccer's not really my sport. But we're gonna talk more about that tomorrow what. as well. We'll talk about your call that you had the other day. Dude, Quite it was a solid I it was Quite it was a impressive. solid game. It was a Quite solid impressive. game. But anyway, that's all we got for our stories go and here on episode thirteen. I know it was a bit of a different one if you got to join us on Instagram Live. We thank you. And if you're late on the Instagram Live, we're gonna stay with you guys a few more minutes after we wrap up with the recording and answer any questions that you guys may have. Maybe we'll go live one more time. But yes, we're gonna wrap up episode number thirteen. And as always, Jill. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Peace and love, everybody. And as always, where else would you rather rather be? be? Because I don't know. We love it here. You owe me a soda and you owe me a running back.